on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Congrats on 100 fine episodes, you working class nerds. Hey, hey you, don't forget to log into your characters. Uh, Friday nights are for Swotor. Wait, what? The cake isn't a lie? <laughs> and we are talking to ourselves. All that and more coming up right about now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 364 of the podcast celebrating you, the LAA Yachtas gaming community. I has been podcast. This is Mucow. And to my left is Makala. Hey folks, there's a lemon poppy seed coffee cake and apple strudel in the guild kitchen. Yummy. Her left and down below somewhere is <laughs> Tessemi. Uh, currently in the guild kitchen eating all the things. Ted! No? Save it no. for dinner? That, okay. that, 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 yes, that's later. Okay. <laughs> and if you're curious, this week we are our own special guests. So welcome, team. Yay! Yay! We'll be talking about life, the universe, and Timmy's question of the show shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. AIE News. All right, we'll start with community news. In particular, mandatory fun nights. Where the fun is mandatory, but the attendance is not. And, of course, earlier today, Sundays, we had WoW Classic at 2 p.m. doing their thing. And in a little bit, uh, an hour from now, uh, we'll, go, we'll have uh, STO at 8... No, no, it's right now. Eastern, because I'm in control. Yes. Um, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 uh, my time is uh, STO's. And then Mondays, we have Guild Wars 2 at 9 Eastern. On Tuesdays, we have Sotor doing their thing at 9 p.m. Also on Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we have a Final Fantasy XIV casual rating night. Wednesdays, Final Fantasy XIV is up again with fun nights at 9 Thursday, that's Final Fantasy XIV again, doing progression rating at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Now for a change of pace on Fridays, we have ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern, followed by, you guessed it, Final Fantasy XIV, late night fun run at 11 p.m. Eastern. Then Lord of the Rings on Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And then that pesky Final Fantasy XIV doing map nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Very popular night. Also, Saturday is New Braid, starting at 11 p.m. Eastern. In- All right, and we have Guildma- Guild Streaming and Podcast News. Also, if you're a Guildmate and you are streaming, let us know when you when the regular streaming is, if you're doing any AIE content, and we'll be happy to make sure people know about that. For our podcast news, the big one, Working Class Nerds, episode 100. Woo! <laughs> Mark and Nick celebrate 100 episodes of Working Class News with a great with a with great friends of the pod, Max and Sima. Hey, we know those guys <laughs> from the Escape the Sotor Escape Pod. Um, they came to join. Together, they chat about video games, movies, the trials and tribulations of maintaining a podcast. Don't we all know that? Mm-hmm. And listening to voicemail from you, our friend, their fans. Um, if you want to know more, find Max and Zima. As you guys know, they're at new, um, new, wow, I can't read tonight. New Overlords. New Overlords. God, wow. I need to make this a little bigger. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I have an old. Please hold while the old woman makes her screen bigger. There we go. And of course, everyone is at aie-guild.org. Um, and the, so also in other podcast news, the escape, the Sotor Escape podcast 375 Enclave uh, points, first look. Wow, see, my reading is hard. Uh, (laughs) Moggers is untamed, and they try try to track him down with a first look at the secrets of the Enclave flashpoints on the PTS. 
Um, hey, that got repeated there. All right, in the Fleet Action Report, Star Trek Online, um, Fleet Action Report 36, Enemies Part 7. They return with episode 36, Enemies Part 7. Nicodemus and Greybog are back, and this time they're talking about yet more enemies of Star Trek Online, focusing on the Undyne, uh, Theonis, and not cool. I think Tholians. Tholians, yes. All right. In Nomad's News, the board gaming is on the first Thursday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central in the AIE Discord. Just look for the board games channel. In Valheim, they're planning a Wednesday night boss fight on Wednesday, April 7th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 max time. We'll spend an hour trying to take down as many of the bosses as they can in Valheim. Um, and the reason taking the bosses down is important is that's how you progress and open up new recipes and new skills and other things is you have to get past the, the, the barrier. So uh, do that. All right. Yeah, here if you just, you know, tame 20 or 30 wolves, you can take those bosses down pretty easy. <laughs> easy yeah. stuff. They were gonna they were all gonna get in a circle with a bow and just you know all fire <gasps> at the same <laughs> There you go. Okay. Works it works. Over in WoW News, uh, per the post in the WoW Discord channel, there's an upcoming guild purge on the WoW Alliance side. Don't forget to log into your tunes to avoid being swept up in the spring cleaning. And while you are logging into your account, make sure you acquire the charity pet bananas. Not automatic. All you have to do is go to your Battleland launcher to get bananas. I think that oh. they want you to do that to get the sloth pet. Uh, yes, but you have to claim bananas. And then if you continue donating to Doctors Without Borders, that will unlock the sloth pet. That's Excellent. Right. Also, your Battle.net icon may have changed. It's now a round blue circle with three lines and is very hard, very hard to find. Ah, well, that's confusing. Mm-hmm. All right. And WoW Classic. Just a reminder, Burning Crusade Classic is in beta, so if you're interested and have access, take a look. There's still discussions going on about what the AIE Guild and the Greater Alliance is going to do there. And in SOTOR news, in AIE SOTOR, our Friday night schedule has been solidified into a repeatable order of events. We have a new addition to the lineup, which is hard mode ops training. It's one night a month where Marcus will be teaching us how to do mechanics in harder mode fights. If you've ever wanted to learn how to take that step up from story mode operations, this is for you. The first night will be April 9th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And the repeating order of Friday Night Events is now, on the first Friday of the month, it will be Master Mode Flashpoints. Second will be Hard Mode Operations Training. The third mode will be Achievements. The fourth Friday will be Mega. And the fifth, if there is one, is a Wild Card Slash Break. Uh, also, the PTS is up and showing the new Flashpoint Secrets of the Enclave and the beginnings of a new reward system called Galactic Seasons. Uh, there are no story spoilers. In fact, as you're going through the uh, Flashpoint, you're kind of like, why am I even here? Why am I attacking stuff? Because all the cutscenes are missing. All the flavor is missing. It's just the mobs. Um, but go test it and let them know if it's too hard, too easy, just right. And you're good. And also, Tuesday nights, mandatory fun night. No experience required, no gear required. Sometimes there are a level requirement. Usually it's 70 if we're going to do uh, operation. But other than that, you just need to have your character in the guild and have a ship, which means getting out of your first planet. Uh, check out Brandon Kavanaugh's post in Discord, usually on Tuesday afternoon, to see what side we're doing and what we're doing that week. And over in Final Fantasy XIV news, we do have patch 5.5 coming on April 13th. It contains part one of the patch story. They're splitting it up because they're, you know, smartly stretching out the content instead of just giving it to you, wandering away for, you know, half a year. So, um, but I'm not bitter. Uh, huh? the, the, uh, it includes the new diamond weapon trial, which looks very interesting. And the final chapter of the near automatic crossover which we're heading into the tower at Paradium's Breach. This patch will also close out the story of the Ishgardian Restoration. Uh, part two will come towards the end of May, and we'll have the rest of the patch's storyline, as well as updates to the Save the Queen storyline, 
where we'll head to Zadnor to liberate Bajja from the Fourth Legion and finish this expansion's relic weapons. And pretty easy, just a bit of a grind. Uh, the Digital Fan Fest will take place on May 14th and 15th. All events will be streamed for free. The various uh, Final Fantasy IV pets will be available for purchase along with the game's first eight-player mount. Crazy, it's a space whale. <laughs> Wait, they, ca- so- they call it... They- they call it the lunar whale, but it's a space whale. Space whale, got so it. This is this is kind of like the the five person mount from from WoW, but it's, but it's eight people. Eight person. Wow. It's it's for your entire raid because we're going to be raiding the moon. Moon's All right haunted. then. So how do yeah. we the move do, back, Dean White? So how do we get this? Is it you buy it? It's it's it would have been part of the fan fest. Like if you bought tickets to the fan fest oh, or bought gotcha. the virtual pass for the pad fest, okay, they would have included it with it. But they're just making the whole thing free, so like okay, you have to buy the the mount separately. And not everyone needs an eight player mount, right? 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 right. But you uh, we you know every every night. raid team is yes, <laughs> definitely map nights, raid night. Well, map night is technically a raid night, so you yeah. know we make we may call it map night, but it's it's technically a raid night. Um, but yeah, I mean the. You wondered how we're going to get to the moon. Well, lunar whale. All right, then. How it works. Um, but yeah, you can look forward to getting that on the same day that FanFest begins. So, forward to it. Excellent. All right. And on ESO news, a cool thing that the guild has been doing. Uh, first, there was pie for the Jester's event, and now the cake is no longer a lie during ESO's 7th anniversary jubilee event. That's always good to know. Because, yep. you know, cake is really great, even if it sometimes is a lie. Yep. Uh, recent MFNs have focused on maximizing the benefits of experience boost in effect during the in-game events by grouping up to run dungeons and slay dragons. There is normally at least one death caused by gravity due to Kenny uh, leading people off cliffs. Uh, things that are planned for the upcom- upcoming for the guild. Um, MFNs will continue to be focused around the daily dungeon and dragon slaying um, to take advantage of in-game currency, or sorry, in-game event, eh, in-game events currently in progress. Wow. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, So there's a little bit of also official news. Uh, The uh, Anniversary Jubilee event celebrates ESO's 7th anniversary, as we alluded to. Um, It starts starts on April 1st and runs until April 13th at 10 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. No. EDT? Yeah. You, you gotta okay, it's your daily time. Wow. Um, after you help the chef bake a cake, you can get the three event tickets once per day per account um, from using and eating the cake as well and 100% increased experience buff that could be refreshed every two hours. So see, the cake is not a lie. Nope. All the games, all the games daily quest rewards reward you with a Jubilee gift box that could contain crafting materials, motif pages, furniture recipes, outfit style pages, and I'm going to guess Fireworks, it said Jubilee. Probably. Okay, cool. Um, the black <laughs> guys, I'm kidding about the fireworks. So sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> the Blackwood Prologue quest line is available for all platforms, and I won with access to the base game. Complain the quest line will get you a Deatic Unwarding Amulet uh, Memento as a keepsake. All right. And in STO news. STO is running First Contact Day event. It includes two TFOs, Synthwave and the First Contact Reenactment, and a patrol one night in Bozeman. Why? No, never mind. Bad joke. The World's Roaster? <laughs> exactly. Fleet Action Report will be highlighting this event during tomorrow's stream. And in Guild Wars 2 news, the next Dungeon and More night is April 9th from 9 to 11 Eastern. And in Lord of the Rings Online, for Saturday Night Lotro, we will be doing skirmishes and various group content to take advantage of VIP Weekend from April 8th to April 12th. And on April 17th, they will be returning to the starter areas to do some deed runs as a group so people can get some Lotro points and Virtue XP. And with that, let's talk about what we've been doing in and out of game. And I have a question. <laughs> I probably should put Muse name there. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so let's start with Macala. Hey, what have uh-huh. you, what have you been doing in or out of game? Um, well, we had a really busy weekend. Uh, I'll let you talk about some of that, but 
reorganized part of the garage this weekend because I went um, to make Easter baskets and it was chaos. So that was one of the things in Ted's Easter basket. Um, I may have gone <laughs> a little crazy with the candy. Slightly. Slightly. Um, yesterday, yesterday. Oh, I uh, took my friend's dog to his first outing in public. He's eight weeks. No, he's 12 weeks old, four, 16 weeks. He's, he's a good baby. He's four months old. There we go. Um, so we went, we took him to the farmer's market. Uh, what else did we do yesterday? We did a lot. Uh, worked on the, you worked oh, on the, the master bedroom and took a bunch of stuff to good. Yeah, yeah. We did a lot of organizing this weekend. That was crazy. Um, let's see though. Game wise, I'm going to start with, um, game I play with SJ as she's uh, DMing us uh, the Greenwald Adventures um, we actually got a bit of excitement we found out that we've been kind of we were hired by this guy to help him because his friend had asked him to come to the, the big town he had this great adventure in mind um, then we found out the friend was a wanted criminal and our guy we were traveling with was also wanted because being in league with him um, we've been trying to track down the friend. He found us at this little tavern where he proceeded to give us a map and then um, vanished. And then the the uh, Duke came into the uh, tavern with his men searching for the guy. He was found outside, out back, had, having been assassinated. Um, good times. So we this actually led us to an adventure down into the sewers, into the old city, because we're trying to find... We don't even know exactly what it is we're trying to find yet. It's kind of vague, but we'll know it when we find it. Um, the kind of fun thing, <laughs> exactly. The kind of fun thing though with this adventure is generally it's been very he's so cute, very very <laughs> character driven. Um, you know, a lot of more social interactions. But this is the first time we actually had a, a dungeon crawl where we had like, you know, honest to goodness, you know, mind mind crawler and. Um, bad. So, like, we actually had quite a few little battles, so that was a lot of fun. Um, that's what's happening there. Uh, so to our, we, uh, so to our, wow, our Star Wars game we didn't play this week. <laughs> uh, but last adventure got real interesting. Um, we're on this planet. They have strange resources. Um, we just found, um, that there are people being used as slaves. Uh, but they are clearly the ones that are, um, and they're doing some mining. And Night Sister, uh, what what race is that? Drethmorian? Dreth? I think so. Yeah, it's same one Maul is. And I cannot remember the dang name. Keep talking. I'll find it. Okay, looking up for me. Thank you. Dathomir. Um, we found a basic Dathomir. Thank you. Um, did I get Dathomir and Grimorian confused? That Star Wars nerd. Anyway, so we found out that the people that are running this mining operation um, is a Dathomirian female, um, and she's searching for a crystal because that's what they're mining. And she, it's, ne it's never the right one. It's never the right one. Um, so we, like, well, that's interesting. We report that information back. We all start having really weird dreams on this planet. So, we're like, okay, we need to figure out what's going on there. So we find this ancient Sith temple, and we find out this was actually a, th a, a Sith planet. Um, so we're exploring the temple. There's this really hard to get in place, but of the characters that are there, I have the highest agility, and I'm the smallest. So look, okay, I'll get in there. I'll, I'll, you know, we see this weird. It looks almost like a holocron. We go, I go in, we actually have to throw a grenade in because there are these creatures guarding it. Don't take any damage from the grenade, which was fun. Cause you know, obviously it was a, it was a risk. Um, and then I go to grab the item. Bad idea. And that's the last thing my character remembers <laughs> as I then proceed to go unconscious. Um, and I'm getting visions. Which my DM's like, you know, the great thing is you're going to understand what's going on, on the planet now. Also, um, anybody who touched the crystal, there was two of us ended up touching it because they had to get me out. Um, you now do have the option to pick up force sensitivity if you want. Ooh. Yeah. Now, 
I am playing a former Imperial. I literally was poo-pooing the Force moments before. She was I touched this. It. But I'm also the girl that idolized Luke Skywalker as a kid. <laughs> of course I'm going to pick up Force sensitivity. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ancient religions and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I was like, I, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm like, you know, it, it's, it's a bunch of bunk. It's used to control people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, so you just picked up like a mound of midichlorians. Is that what it was? <laughs> it was like a Sith, it was like a Sith holocrom. Yeah. Uh, and it, it connected to the horse. All, yeah. All, yeah. all of the midichlorians, according to, uh, <laughs> we actually have been making midichlorian jokes in, yeah. in our chat. So yeah. Um, and then a Call of Cthulhu, it's, I don't know, we're, we're a week away from World War II. Nothing as exciting is going to happen no. um, at all. It's fine. Um, we are on a cruise ship. We were on a cruise ship. Um, there were two Germans that ransacked our rooms. Well, we're assuming it's the Germans. Um, ransacked our rooms, uh, found my character's mentor slash former lover. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Um, his journal that he had sent to my character that we're kind of, but we got the information we needed out of it, but that got stolen. We're kind of tracking them down. Um, one of our characters saw was following them and saw them like under, um, in the cargo area give something to somebody, but they couldn't see who it was given to. But our DM kind of focused on the fact that there's this gorgeous, brand new 1939 Mercedes on the ship. Right, 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 gorgeous. Gorgeous. He also specified, um, as my character was trying to acquire a room, because the person we're traveling with, um, my character's ex is current, um, made sure that my character got second class accommodations. <laughs> Whoops. So I was trying to solve this issue, and they're like, well, there's no first class available. I'm like, okay, we have the queen suite available. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, okay, but you, do you have the money? I'm like, oh, let me go get the money, because we're traveling with someone rich. And of course, as she goes goes back with, with the money man, you know, there's this, this sheik who, you know, got the queen suite. I'm like, okay, well, his room's available now, isn't it? Um, but so later, you know, we kind of, we interact with the people that we think stole the journal. They've been following us clearly. Um, the girl we're traveling with, um, there's an an attempted assassination and the symbol on, you know, this woman pretends to be the maid goes in, tries to stab the person guarding her. Because we had somebody in the room with her. Um, well, you don't bring a, a, a knife to a gunfight. Take care of the uh, the assassin. On the end of her blade, or on the um, end of the hilt, is the symbol of the Thula Society. Not good. Not good. We're trying to trust, and we're trying to basically track down this belief that um, the the um, Atlanteans are the descendants of Europeans. Mm, gotcha. Which is like this, like something that my character's mentor had an obsession with. Right. So now, but oddly enough, that's something that the Nazis are really interested in. That's their thing. That's what the, so- the society believes in. Right. So why are they trying to assassinate this girl who's working on this? <laughs> so, right. And then we find that the two guys that were following us that stole the journal have gone missing. We start trying to search the ship for them. We go to below deck and we happen to notice there's some cloth sticking out of the boot of that beautiful 1939 Mercedes. Right. We get open with a crowbar. See, we were going to have to go in through the back of the car. And then cut the leather. We didn't do that because it's a 1939 Mercedes. Um, we <laughs> Jerry go with a crowbar. We open it up. There are two dead bodies. They have looks of horror on their face, and they have clearly drowned. Oh no! But there's but they're but they yeah, on the boat, not in the water, on the boat. Right. And then we find out that the um that Mercedes belonged to the Sheik. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my character kind of got a... And we found out then also that he has a thing for women, attractive women, attractive blonde women. Dawn on a lot of makeup. Luckily, one of our characters is a makeup artist. My character is very attractive. Um, so kind of go to his, his quarters during a party. And lo and behold, there is a tall man who is about the size of the uh, person that our colleague saw. That's clear like the Sheik's Vizier. Um, so yeah, yeah, they know us. We know them. <laughs> good times, good times. Um, the Thule Society is after people. Pretty sure that we have multiple multiple uh, factions at work. And by the way, it's August 23rd, 1939. <laughs> yeah. In Egypt. So at least we're in Egypt and not Europe. We just left Europe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. I think that's pretty much all. All, all, all my games. We're uh, get, we're getting ready to start Rose game up again, so that'll be a, that'll be fun. We're supposed to start this weekend, but Rose's still working on stuff, and uh, one of our teammates had a had a, had some work stuff come up, so we're gonna get started in the next few weeks. That's what I'm doing. Cool. Exciting. You, well, then we'll, no, it's, no, I'm in charge, so it's oh, you. Uh, go next. <laughs> <laughs> fine all right so in uh real life so um i've been wanting to uh get some dimmable ceiling lights you know the the can lights that we have and we've got 32 plus a bunch more yeah we've got around 40 of them just in the two stories in the house so uh one of the youtube people I watch is a handyman and he was doing a retrofit in a house that had really dim uh, lighting down in their basement. And so he's like, but they have these can lights. They're just not utilizing them. Right. He's like, so it's a drop in replacement. Basically you pull the bulb, you pull the shield out of the can. So it just leaves the, the can in the ceiling. And then you screw the two wires. Uh, basically it's the, like the base of a, light bulb you screw that in and it has two wires that come out and you plug that into the back of the uh kit and then on the back of it it lets you set the color temperature for the light so if you want really warm light or really cold light or just like normal you know daylight you can set it on that um and then it just has two spring clips that you attach to the the holders in the side of the the can and then just push it up and it fits flush with the ceiling. It replaces the, the whole, um, the whole thing. So, and, uh, so Ryan and I did that this weekend. Uh, we also had to, as part of this, since we wanted them dimmable, I had to replace all the, um, switches. Um, and in two cases, we've got three way switches. So I had to figure out, um, cause there's an extra wire that you have to put in the right place on a three-way switch. Otherwise it's always on or always off and it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But they're really nice. Cause you just, it's instead of being a rocker switch, it's just, you, you press it in once and it will go to whatever dimmer setting you have. And there's like eight levels you can set it to. And then if you hit it twice, it'll just go to the brightest setting automatically. So, um, they're really cool. And they, they, uh, they, you know, the installation went smoothly. So now I've got a bunch of extra parts and stuff that looks like our, our remodel from last time. So that was our, that was our weekend project was to get all the lights swapped out and get them set to the right colors we wanted and all that. So got all that done. I have one more three-way switch to do, but it's in our hallway up the stairs. And I'm like, the, the fun part was trying to figure out because we did a remodel, we had a second circuit breaker in the bedroom. So like the upstairs was fairly easy because that's all well labeled. But the original panel was like done in you know permanent, like a, a permanent marker on the side of it. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, that's referencing something that doesn't even exist anymore because of the remodel. What does that actually do? But thankfully we found the lights we needed to. Um, and so I, of course I put a spreadsheet together that now has the, the two yeah. panels and has it documented well of like this 
this switch will turn off these lights, but not these lights. Oh, and these three things that you think it should shut off are actually controlled by the circuit, the second panel, and it's this breaker to turn those three off. So um, the lights are the easy part. It's the shutting, the, you know, it's figuring out the outlets that are going to be the tough one, but... That's oh goodness! A, yeah, that's another project. Um, so that was our that was our real life project was getting all that uh, getting all that cleaned up, and then yard work. Uh, you know, it was of course the first ninety plus weekend, so I had to get out there yeah. early and cut, right. the, cut the grass. And thankfully, I did because our neighbors were having a party next door, so at least our you know front yard looked nice for them. So <laughs> good timing. But I got that all Yeah, I got that all cleaned up. Um, and then other than rating and trying to get the last of my, uh, mission table people to 40, I really haven't done that much in WoW. We did get two new progression bosses down. We got, uh, the blood council down. So we got our dancing shoes on and boogied down, got them down. And then we went and it seemed like we were going to have some trouble with sludge fist because it's a DPS race. And we're like, you know, we're running four healers with 15 people, which is not the correct way you want to do it. But we're like, well, maybe with four healers, we can keep enough DPS alive that it'll work. And our first pull, we got them to 50%. Second pull, we wiped with 200k left. And we're like, okay, we got this. We just have to clean up some things. And then boom, 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 out go the lights. The thing died right after the fourth, uh, the the fourth pillar was broken. And we did we all have, have very problem. large heads in our bags. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now we just have to close them three more times. Yeah, which is, you know, kind of baffling. Like, how are we going to get this guy's head four times? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we've got that. Um, that's the land of the dead. They come back. Uh, yeah. And so now we're going to do, um, what stone Legion generals and, um, Cyrus and mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. So from what I understand, Le- stone Legion should be fairly straightforward. And Cyrus and is the, okay. You guys spend a lot of time on this, so we'll see. But and it's for t- different reasons too. Like stone, the stone generals are harder, but sire is more chaotic. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you can understand the chaos, you can actually take his fight down pretty quickly. But yeah, yeah, the stone generals are are very unforgiving if you don't do things the right way. Yeah. So we'll figure that all out. Um. So that's that's what I've been doing, and then most of my time gaming when I've been doing house projects and stuff has been in Sotor. Um, just been getting, I've got all, I've got nine level 75. So I'm just kind of, um, like some weeks you just log in and do the first activity for that week and you hit conquest cap on them. Um, so I've got five of the nine to item level 306, which is good. So that means I can start trading gear around and the rest are sitting at like 302 to 305. Um, so they'll tick over in the next week or so. Um, but this was a non-activity week. Last week was bounty contract week. Um, I forget what's coming up this week. So there wasn't really anything, um, any big event to do or anything like that. So I said, well, you know what? I've got this nice legacy thing. I've got two stealth characters, one in either faction. I should go find Datacrons. So I just started, I looked at like, oh, I just need one more on this planet. Looked up a guide. I'm like, okay, you just have to do. The only issue I'm having is, as Heather can attest to hearing me curse at the, the screen yesterday, was the jumping in SOTOR is not consistent. The puzzles are fine. Like it's okay. You're going to jump from here up to this pipe, but half the time you will start to move forward. You hit jump and you just run off the pipe or you hit jump and you just jump in place and then you move forward and fall off the pipe or you jump and you're jumping and moving forward and you overshoot the jump, you know, in a couple cases. So yeah, um, Yeah, it's the engine. Yeah. The engine just isn't designed for that. No, but but for the most part, like, you know, so far, most of them that I've gotten in is 
once you know the inconsistency, like this is okay, just aim for the wall that the thing's on instead of trying to get onto the thing, you'll do better. I was getting through most of them. Um, I've got one. There's one on Taurus where you basically have to climb this huge beam that's that looks like it should not be climbable, but there is a path up it. And then from the very top of it, you have to jump off down to another ledge. If you're not in the right position, you just die because you, you, the, the fall is so great and there's no medical revive. So you got to go all the way back to the camp. So you got to run back to the area and go up. So I'm like, okay, that one's last. Um <laughs> You know, yeah. there's another one that's on McCab. Thankfully, um, uh, B. Kavanaugh, no, Medulla had saved a character on um, McCab, and Seema had saved a character on Med- One is a climbing puzzle. The other one is literally you have to go out on this deck, and this object every like four minutes will do a huge path. You have to jump on this moving object and then ride it. So the jump is the hard part, but once you're on it, then you have to ride it over to this other area to jump off it onto a spaceship that then you then, you know, monkey around and get to the Datacron. So thankfully they both had safe characters there. Um, the tough one we're going to have to do for an event, uh, probably one of the achievement nights is the fleet one, because that requires, um, a group of people you have to coordinate like, okay, you hit this panel, you hit this panel, then we all run through and then, you know, <laughs> need to pull right. you up to this area and that sort of thing. So, um, but that's been fun. It's, it's nice because, uh, I have my, and, and I am falling in love with this character. It's my Jedi tank. She's a shadow. She uses a double bladed lightsaber and she can stealth. So it's a tank. Oh, wow. Stealth character. I'm like, yeah. This is how, my, how? This is my perfect yeah. character. This is Rope literally, tank. yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, and the nice thing is, like most of the, the stuff you do in stealth with that character, d- you know, like if you fall, you're fine. You can activate your rocket boots for some reason in stealth, and no one notices you. You can turn on your uh, <laughs> okay. four, four speed and run, and people don't right. notice you. Um, so that's that's a fun character. Um, and then on the Imperial side, I have my Imperial agent and she can stealth. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's great because basically they're like, okay, so you're going to have to kill these and watch out for these respawns. Nope. <laughs> just <laughs> like if you nope, fall down okay. in the middle of them, you're like, did you hear something? No, I didn't hear a thing. Okay, yeah. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of the, a lot of the data crons. I think I have like 25 left. Um, cause there's some like terrorists you have to do five on the Imperial side and then four on the Republic side, um, other planets. It's like, it doesn't matter. Either side can get to them. So it's just whatever character you had. Um, there was one really cool one on Narshada, uh, which is the, um, high life and stuff. And that is, uh, you basically sneak through this area up to an elevator, take the elevator down into a working incinerator and you have to run over and hit the, like, let me out of here before you get burned up. But as you do that, you turn around and grab a, um, a scan card from one of the machines. And then in another section, you go up to where they store all the used slot machines. And in one of the used slot machines is a data cron and you have to use this card to then open that up, unlock it, and get the data cron. So that's what I've been up to. What about you, Mew? Oh, mostly um, Final Fantasy fourteen rating um, with, with spreadsheets, actually. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, it's actually interesting. You, you um, I guess you could do this with WoW, maybe to a lesser extent, but um, but bosses doing raids, it's fairly um, timetabled. Um, it's just that, like, you know, way they keep it interesting is that you know at this timetable it could be one of two things or one of three things four things that's how they you know make it to where you can't just you know blindly go through stuff but but yeah i'm I'm a a scholar healer and it's really important that you time what you're doing with a scholar healer because they're a shield healer Mm -hmm. um for you you have to do stuff beforehand um and then you know help with with after but the 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 non-shield tank uh non-shield healer um, is the one that usually like will get everybody up to full, and then 
apply your shield after kind of thing. You know, the, the discipline of priests are, are fairly similar from what I hear, and to holy of paladins to a lesser. So it's just been interesting coordinating with the healers. Like, you know, I'm going to do mine here. Okay, I'll do mine here. And the tanks are going to do their thing because, like, uh, the, the Final Fantasy XIV raids are, are such an interesting dance that everyone has to participate in and everyone has to contribute. And, like, if you don't do everything just right, it doesn't work. Um, you know, the, the tanks have a mitigation that they can do where they make the, the boss do less damage. Um, uh, DPS often have a mitigation. Well, they'll make, maybe they'll make it do less magic damage or something along those lines. Like it's interesting, all these little things. And then you're, there's also DPS increases. You know, where WoW kind of just has you know the um, a bloodlust or or what do they call it heroism on the alliance side. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, you have uh, all kinds of stuff like that on on the the Final Fantasy XIV side, and it's just interesting how you try to make that puzzle all work together and. Having a spreadsheet actually kind of makes it a lot easier. So, you know, it's been it's been interesting planning all that out. And then as you have your timetable figured out and start memorizing it, and then you're doing it in the fight, like the fight just seems to get and more interesting, and like you're able to uh, enjoy the fight a little bit more because like this stuff is now automatic. Right. You can do like in, in our case, you know, healers are con- expected to eventually start doing yes as well. They're not going to beat the DPS obviously, but, but they're you know, going to contribute. Yeah, right. Yes. right. So is so um, I'm actually working on the last boss for this current tier. Um, the they call uh, Eden Twelve uh, Savage, um, and it's it's uh, it's actual dual boss. It's one of those where you, you de- defeat you know the first part, and then there's an intermission, and then you defeat the second part. So we're currently working on the first boss because we finally have the, we got the third one down. It was almost like we've been working on that for weeks, and then suddenly it just clicked. We had our timetable down, and just suddenly like light switch come on and right. just plowed through it. It's like, oh, wow, that was quick. What do we do now? <laughs> this is Next boss. One of those... Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's just it's interesting. And now we do reclears. Like you know, WoW has a similar thing. But you know, unlike WoW, like you can choose to stop doing a certain boss um, if you no longer need stuff from it. Um, just you know, if, oh, we don't need gear from that anymore. Okay, go on to the next nice. one. Yeah. So it's it's they they really do honor your time. Like they respect that you have a certain amount of time to play. You know, there's no trash. There's no, you know, having to worry about, you know, rezzing and running back to the boss and getting all set up and eating. And like, it's just, Oh, we wiped. Okay. Let's start again. Right. Oh, we wiped. Okay. Let's start again. Like it's yeah. like you're, you're able to focus on the fight and get really good at that fight and get the dance down and then conquer it. And it's just a great feeling. And yeah. uh, I kind of missed that feeling. Wow. Um, so <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, we uh, in WoW rating, um, you know, uh, my heroic team did actually have a pretty good night on Thursday, where we um, very cleanly got four bosses down before things were over. Um, unfortunately, then you know, the, I have a feeling that group is going to probably fall apart at this point because they've it's another set of defections because it's kind of a a, a problem we've been having in WoW. And, and, uh, I guess I'll wait for for to get back so we can discuss it but um, okay, no, okay, keep going because i know so yeah cause it's you know, kind of that weird lull period and just kind of waiting for the the new stuff to drop or what you know well it's not even even the lull it's it's been it's the loot issue it's been the loot issue since this expansion Ugh. came out uh-huh. um but um you know the it's it's amazing what what that lack of loot has done to everything in this game it's like to them, it's like, oh, you guys are getting the normal loot. Here, let's dial that back. You're getting too much loot, and I know why they did it. They did it, because, yeah. Well, they did it because they want to stretch out the content. They thought, oh, if you don't get as much loot, you'll do this content longer, and you won't notice that we're keeping you on the same content for longer. So, yeah, but it also gives that frustration because you're just banging your head against the wall and not getting what you need, and you know, it's it, yeah, it's a it's that kind of double edged sword. Well, it's yeah. not even what you need. It's just getting loot. Even, you know, one of the one of their complaints that they tried to address with this from BFA was like, we're just getting too much loot and none of it's what we want. Um, so we're just, you know, burning it or, or tossing it or, or whatever. So the idea, as it was presented, was you are going to get less but more meaningful loot. 
that is a damn lie. Sorry. Yes. That's, yeah, that's yeah, 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 no. <laughs> because what we're getting is less loot, and when you get the loot, it's not guaranteed to be interesting or useful to you. So it's like, hey, I finally got loot that is a downgrade or a side grade. Because- yes. And and that's the frustrating part. And then they also taking away the boss token, the mm. the uh, bonus coin. Yeah, the choice of getting a bonus. Right. Like, I specifically need loot off this boss. So I want an extra chance at this boss. Right, right. You no longer have it. All you get is now, okay, you've killed three bosses. So once a week the Great Vault's going to generate a piece of loot from all the bosses that you've killed up to this so far. Mm-hmm. So you have a chance of getting an upgrade from something, but there's no guarantee, there's no control, and that's the problem. Yeah, and and to supposedly fix this, they buffed Mythic Dungeons. So they thought that that was okay, because the thing is, is they're very narrowly focused on the 1% of the, the Mythic Raiders that do do Mythic Dungeons. Like that—that's part of their like like to get to the end faster. They have to do mythic plus dungeons, right? Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, we'll just make mythic dungeon stuff. Um, give you you know tokens and and you know that that's where you'll get your loot. But le- ignoring the other ninety nine percent of the raiders that may not enjoy that mythic plus. Right. I for one yeah. am one of those that do. I don't enjoy mythic plus at all. I tried this expansion because you know I wanted to get in there and it's just it's not enjoyable. Like no. Uh, the affects they put on this stuff is like we're going to punish you. We're, we're going to make you miserable in these dungeons. Yeah. And oh, by the way, it's ton. It, it, the trash is harder than the bosses. Like, who yeah. wants that? Who wants trash that's a tedious to, to burn through every week? Right. And and then you have to now they want us to grind through, get five, you know, get, get all of these dungeons in five, get all these dungeons in ten, yada yada yada, to upgrade your mythic. Yeah. Not your raid gear. We're no. not going to give you more interesting raid gear. We're going to yeah. give you this mythic dungeon gear instead. Yeah. And when we complain, then like, oh, oh, you know, we'll buff mythic dungeons or eh, go play PvP. Well, no, I don't like PvP. Yeah, yet. no, <laughs> yeah, because it's, so, it's either you get gear from raiding, gear from mythic dungeons, or gear from raided PvP. But if literally all you're trying to do is just raid and gear up through raiding. You don't even the world bosses. I think Rose on week sixteen of never getting a drop from any world boss. Yep. Yeah, I have not gotten any either. It's it's yeah. It's it's, and we we don't have the bonus token anymore. So right. So you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. It's uh, I mean I'm seeing uh, what is it? We're at three or four um, different content creator groups that have said that they're going to take a break now because they're just kind of done i mean that this 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 one choice the way they change Raylute has such wide implications well be, it, all it, over <laughs> yeah it, it's a couple of things it's one i know it's covid you know slowing their development cycle sure um but they're what the problem is because they're not giving they're not getting content story content out to cover a uh, badly designed or badly implemented system, it's just exposed it that much more. Like if we were yeah. in Legion, when we were in Legion, you had twelve class stories to go do. So even if the you'd gotten through the patch story for the that current patch, you still had something else to go work on. With yeah. B of A, you basically did it one time one side, one time the other side. You know now at least you had four characters or four covenants to get through. But once you've gotten through that story, there's not enough anima to Mm -hmm. drive you opening up new content because like each level of the abomination factory in Maldraxxus, for instance, you open up has a little bit of story with it. Each part of the covenant of the conservatory in Ardenweald has some story with it. But if you're not actively working on those systems and opening that up, there's nothing, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And, so. and you, it's not like you can go to the Maw for that content because the Maw is specifically designed to kick you out yeah. and make you miserable. Like, Ugh. I understand the design, yeah. but in practice, it's like I, I am being told by my content that it doesn't want me here. So I guess I'm going to leave. Yeah, and like, it's just... 
you don't look forward to it anymore. It's like, no, like if you get your 20 souls, so you're at, if you've got the ring, you're only at jailer. I 1.9, but if you don't have the ring, you're at jailer. I two. So you're ready two of five in there. And all you've done is one weekly quest. So you can't, you know, you could go get Venari's things, but like by the time you work on one of Venari's things, having to avoid all the other trash mobs, not get pulled into a boss fight accidentally or a rare mob spawn fight, mm-hmm. you know, you're at like Jailer I four. Oh, and and if one of the callings is to do something in the mall, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's like what. Well, and the issue is, yeah, there there are people who like, oh yeah, no, I love the mod because I go down there and I just max it out, you know, to to jailer I five and then get out when I'm done. But they're also spending an hour down there, and that's that's the big thing I think about this is they're not respecting the time we want to put in this in the game versus yep. what they're giving us to do in the game. Like, and if you actually enjoy the mod. Once you hit Jelly I five, there's there's a point where you it literally will not let you stay. Yeah. Like it will just like pull out. Other than being like you physically dragged out by something that flies around, like it will actually start to it stops your healing and starts hurting you. Oh my like, gosh! Like it like like literally does not want you there, even right. if you enjoy yourself there. Yep. So it's like okay, I guess that's that content is now done with me for the day. Yeah. So it's I don't know that uh, just. Lots of, I mean, lots of decisions where you know why they did it, but then when it's in practice and all meshed together and it's just, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Like And, there's, and the there's... same thing with Torghast. Like, I haven't set foot in Torghast because there's, there's no permanent, there's no permanent anything you're getting out of Torghast once you've gotten your memories, unless you're getting Soul Ash for your legendary. But if you've already decided yeah. this is the legendary I'm on, and upgraded it all the way, and you don't need more Soul Ash because you can't equip a second legendary yet. Yep. So you don't need to craft the second legendary. There's no point. There's there's nothing. There's no other reason to go in there. Um, I have the mount from the Beast Warden or the Beast Hunt, um, so I don't have to wait for nine one. You know, I don't have to try and run eight levels of of twisting corridors and get frustrated <laughs> like Ro did. Um, <laughs> And we'll be able to ride mounts in the Mon 9-1 when that comes out. So, yeah, there's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of, I'm trying to. There's a lot of good intentions, I guess. Yes, but exactly. Good just, intentions, they just didn't, they fell flat. <clears throat> yeah. And it, well, it was interesting because I was listening to um, one of the YouTube creators talk about, you know, 9-1 coming up. And they were like, folks, you have to remember. Mists of Pandaria is my favorite expansion, but it started out really badly. No one remembers that because it finished so strong. But, you know, so they're hoping that, like, the same thing will happen with this one is they'll flush it out and it'll be, you know, the the good expansion. But they're like, yeah, they they had to make some major changes in Mists of Pandaria to, you know, make that, make people enjoy the, the expansion. So... We'll see. I've, I've I've heard so many ultimatums that if nine one doesn't fix something that you know I'm going to do this and that and it's just it's, yeah, it's yeah. more dire than usual and I and yeah I know it's because of the backdrop we have but yeah you know it's 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 definitely like I am at a point where I mean uh the the one group I'm in it, it, it you know might be done so and yeah. and the the sad thing is is like I'm actually kind of okay with that yeah <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've gotten to play other games and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. I have more time for other stuff. That's that's right, that's right. what I'm seeing. Like like I enjoy my my work with Furt, and that's honestly enough for me. Yeah. Like I log in to raid, and then I'm done because none of the rest of the game is interesting to me. Right. Yeah, and and I think that's sad because you know COVID gave us all this time to do stuff, and what I think it did was point us at a bunch of other stuff to do. Other than WoW, like WoW, you know, I, I always joke about, you know, I have to log in and do my WoW chores. But, you know, now it's just like, even those, tr- the problem was in all the other systems, in the other expansions, you were making manageable, noticeable progress towards something. But the... 
you know, and I don't even know that if they, you know, tripled the amount of anima or whatever to where, you know, you could make more progress, but trying to save up like 10,000 anima, 12,000 anima for these, you know, for these level five, um, systems, it would help, you know, cause I think the most you can get is like a thousand anima a day, including the mission table. Um, so, you know, you'd have to work 10 days of basically doing nothing but farming world quests. And it's yeah. like, well, thanks. No, right, it's right. not interesting. Like, and that's what I'm working on now. I, I'm at like 5,000 of 10,000 to get my next thing unlocked. And it's just like, I don't know what? that I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just wait until nine one, you know, when, when anima is, is hopefully fixed and we yeah. get access to a little bit more of it. And then, then I'll take care of it. Like it's, I just don't yeah. I, I don't feel the need or the, the pressure to do it right now. It's like, it, okay, it, I guess I'm done. It sounds to me like that's almost like a mechanic just to keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of just picking away at it, you know, but you know, death by paper cuts. Yeah. But it's pushing us away. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, the other thing is like, there's a whole vendor with a whole bunch of um, transmog and other stuff. But it also costs anima. It's like, mm-hmm. so the choice is I can spend $3,500 on a cosmetic backpack item once, you know, but then that's 3500 that doesn't go towards one of my covenant systems. Yeah. 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 That, that's, a, yeah that's, that's, that's not very value added. Like Mew and I, like, I can barely do this on one character. I can't do this on other characters. No, yeah. no. You know. It's it's I'm definitely like like I have not touched my druids as much lately because it's it's just it's, it's too much effort. Yeah, it's like I, I'm starting to focus on the paladin because it's you know I can do tanking and I can DPS on it and because my heroic team was doing heroics and not touching normals, it worked out. You know, no yeah, no right. walkouts to worry about. Um, I just it, it's it's sad. Like I have not even had the urge to do my third third and fourth. Like. I don't know what's going on with the Necker Lords. I don't know what's going on with uh, the, the ID boys. Um, yeah. Um, I actually ended up having to watch the Taliesin thing that, that went on and explained all that to get to figure <laughs> out what's going on. Um, it worked out well, and then I didn't have to go through the effort of getting all that stupid yeah. animal. Yeah. Right. So, you well, know, and, that's, uh, and that's the sad thing, because like the Renown system works really well. Like If you're behind and you're starting an, uh, an alt... You know, the the renowned levels, other than those weird blocks you want into every once in a while, work really well and get you through the story. And when it was time-gated based on, you know, you're doing three renown a week to start out, it still felt like you were making noticeable progress and getting a reward. You're not making noticeable progress towards a reward that is going to be useful to you right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's for two anima. I understand they want to tell us anima is 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 rare, but like, you know, didn't didn't what we did at the raid have anything to do with that? Like, didn't that? Yeah. Like, if they tell you in the raid, we are here to stop the flow to the maw. Right. Okay. Raid's over. Okay. Why didn't something switch? Why didn't they flip yeah. a switch? Well, like you know, and like I've got my anima conductor, all six uh, sites reinforced, so it's generating anima. I defeated Cyrodenathria, so the that you know, Animus not, you know, I know we got to wait for nine one mechanically, and that yeah yeah should yeah. solve it. But still, it's frustrating that they haven't come up with a like you know nine oh six or nine oh eight patch. Yeah, where they, like like if nine one was coming out now, that setup would have been fine. Yeah, but nine one's not coming out until probably August or later. So or July, yeah, right, right, yeah, that's it's a so, long time. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, they they sh- if they wanted, I don't I don't know what they do. Like, what what do they do? Like, are they going to stick to their usual way of we know best? Yeah, um, we're going to ignore our players, or are they actually going to listen to us? Yeah, and notice all the content players, all the raid teams, uh, everything that's just like going into to hibernation. Everything's going into stasis, and like yeah. oh, we're going to go play something else for a while. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I've ranted long enough. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, that's. Um, and other than that, I, I have enjoyed Genshin, which they've somehow managed to get out constant uh, content yeah. out of that game. So, so uh, yeah, not everyone's in this strange uh, content uh, drought um, as WoW is. So, I don't know. I'll be interested to see what's going on over there in the future. Like, they've been surprisingly quiet. And I've yeah. seen other teams very 
very vocal telling us what's going on yeah, like yeah, yeah we're going a little slower but here's some content we're going a little slower but here's a little bit more yeah like well and that's seems the nice a- thing about final fantasy 14 it's built the way it's built is to dribble out you know you can do content releases and patches and story beats and things like that yeah same thing with sotor they're doing they're doing story beats like here's a new flashpoint here's a little bit of story while they're getting ready for whatever the big 10th anniversary announcement is at the end of the year so yeah yeah there's lots of look stuff to look forward to so yeah, we'll just focus on that. I think it's the you know twenty twenty one. Lots of stuff to look forward to. We just get to get have to get to the point where we can get to it. Exactly, yes. that's a hundred percent it. Yep. In fact, yep. that may be the show title. Right, right. <laughs> so, Ted, I think we kind of discussed for you know pretty much what you wanted to discuss with your question, which is that it's illusion of choice. So, <laughs> yeah. or, or first choices. Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah. I, I had a different thing in mind, but we can we can discuss that. Another time, I think, I think if a game, and and I think this is the big thing that a lot of, you know, it's not just me and I saying it, a lot of game, a lot of other podcasters have been saying this is if the game isn't respecting your time and it's, you're not enjoying it, then you need to find something else to do. You're just going to be frustrated by it. And and I think that's the big thing. Wow. Has and right now. We're is, done with being frustrated. Yeah. That's, that's what, I, what I'm have, seeing. People we have other options. We have a lot of mm-hmm. other options, a lot of other. options. And, and that's the other thing. So if you're not retaining players through your content and your systems aren't engaging, they're going to go elsewhere. So, <laughs> Yep, there's Valheims, there's other MMOs, uh, Riot oh, has an Valheim's MMO coming out. Fun. Yeah, like there's stuff that will gladly give us, you know, a better time uh, translation for our efforts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's right, just, right. yeah, so they need to step up or be quiet over there. So what did you say, Heather? It was 2021 waiting to get. Lots of stuff coming. We're just waiting to get there. Okay. Yep. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, the the worrisome thing is, you know, if, you know, as EO Kazrick said, you know, if 9.1 gets delayed, then everything else is going to be delayed. And that's, you know, they're just putting themselves or giving themselves this eight ball to be behind, you know, they have to get, you know. Yeah. And like, then it starts affecting, we're already seeing it, you know, we're seeing podcast on hiatus we're seeing people say hey you know what i'm going to resubscribe once something gets interesting mm-hmm. so at that point you know if nine one is late then what what does happen you know to the subscriber numbers even more so yeah what what i hope because i want to see where the story goes i'm invested in i know some people aren't invested in the story i'm at least invested in the story and want to see where it goes what i don't want to happen is warlords i don't want them yeah. to bail halfway mm-hmm. through and say we're so far behind or we're not executing what we needed to do that we're just going to get ready for 10.0. Yeah, no, that's that, that would be a be, bad choice. Yeah. They have so much freedom to do whatever they want in Shadowlands. Yeah. That if they don't take advantage of it, I'll just be I mean I'll be shocked. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. All right. Well, I think that's good. Yeah. Oh. Will be the show for tonight. So uh, while the chat room begins discussing show titles, or if we discuss them amongst ourselves, <laughs> we do in the- yeah. You're our show. You're our chat room. It's just a chat yep. title. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, we'll thank each other for talking to each other and joining us for each other. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So thanks, us. <laughs> thank you, Pets. All right. If you have questions, comments, or even suggest or show suggestions for us, email us at podcast.aa-guild.org. Um, also, by the way, we're always available. Um, if you go to the Discord, there actually is an AE podcast channel there. That's where we do the chat room. But if you ever want to get any of us, we're available on Discord or just ping us there. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. I am at Cyberwave. And Tet is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with ramblings and video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join our chat room and play along with us at our website, aie-guild.org, podcast-live-stream, and our Discord server, which is aie-guild.info-discord. Uh, For past episodes, you can find them on our YouTube channel. 
Um, look for AIE, the AIE podcast and YouTube. Our theme, of course, was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him with Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And now it's time to play any eight great AIE member segments we have this week, but we have not received any yet. So if you are COVID bored and you want to generate a segment, 90 to 120 seconds, you know, minute and a half to two minutes, send it to us. We will listen to it and put it on the show. And remember, it doesn't have to be about WoW. Yeah. So if you're really into a new game and want to give us a nice segment about Final Fantasy fourteen or Valheim or what you're doing over in Duel or, you know, any number of things, send it our way. We'd love to hear from you. But next time, we'll probably be talking about Final Fantasy XIV stuff uh, yes. since, uh, since the patch will be a couple days uh, fresh about that point. Uh, yeah. So until then, AIE, uh, this is Mikau. And this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.